Okay, so let's open the Siddur to where you have a Kaddish to scabble if possible the whole Kaddish on one page would be easier. Um, no, it's not going to have it in the back because it's Kazan's Kaddish. Is this one on the whole page? Hold on. There you go, 69. No, actually, actually, let's, let's do the other one. Let's do 114. Okay, page 114 and 115. So, in the past, we've had a number of opportunities to discuss the different areas, the uh, sections of davening and the laws of interruption, and in which sections of davening, davening may you interrupt for which amens um, of Kaddish, etc. And I always felt that these things are, it's like just a whole bunch of rules, and you know, obviously you have in the back of the city of the chart, it's just a whole bunch of rules and it's very difficult to remember. So we've tried, we've done this a number of times in the past. We've never done it with Kaddish, we've done it with other sections to sort of understand the structure of it better. And that will help us understand, um, the, sort of give a, give a context to all the rules and easier to remember what's going on. So um, Let's look at this. Uh, let's look at the structure of Kaddish and sort of build up, you know, what, what, how the different Amins came to be. So on page 114, this happens to be the Kaddish after Mincha, but, you know, they're all the same. There is the first section of Kaddish, which is the part of the Kaddish that's printed on page 114, which starts with the word Yiskadal and finishes with the words the Amiran Biyalma Imru Amin. That is the um, that is the main part of the Kaddish, and that is the Kaddish that's the same with all Kaddishes, right? Whether it's, we have in our jargon, if you will, we have four terminologies for Kaddish. We call it Chatsi Kaddish, which means half Kaddish, which is when you when you just say that first half from Yiskadot Amir Belma. Then we have Kaddish Shalim, otherwise known as Kaddish Tiskabel, which is, which the Chazan will say, one time after every Amida prayer, so after Shachris, after Mincha, after Musaf, after Mayrev, right? Which is that's what this Kaddish is. So if you turn over the page from to page 115, you see Tiskabel, which is may the prayers and supplications be accepted. So that's why we say it after each prayer. Um, then you have, and, and, and we're basically adding three lines, right? Tiskabel, let us say Amen. One more line, Yeheshlam Rabba, Vimru Amen. And the final line, Oysa Shalom Tovi Imru Amin. So we're adding those three lines onto the essence of the Kaddish. Then you have Kaddish Durabanon, which is the long one, right? Which is basically said after any time we study the oral Torah. So, for example, right in the morning before Shachris, um, we finish saying Ezuhu Mukaiman, which is a chapter of Mishnah. And we say Rabbi Shmuel, which is a price. those are sections of the oral Torah. So we say uh, Kaddish to Rabbanon. Similarly, later on, you'll see whenever you say Kaddish to Rabbanon, it's after a section of the oral Torah. And any other time when you say Kaddish, it's going to be a Kaddish Yasum, which literally means the orphan's Kaddish. We usually call it the mourner's Kaddish. Um, it's not really anything to do with mourning or with orphans. Um, it became the custom that mourners um, uh, say it and not, not for now to discuss why that became the custom and etc now so we, we've discussed a number of times obviously this this halacha and this minhag so the i want to open here this rambam just a second um, 
Minhag is something that um, minhag is something that develops. That could be a minhag of the entire Jewish people. Um, that could be a minhag of entire communities. For example, the Ashkenazi minhag, not the Kidneys and Pesach. Um, there could be. And depending on how far back the minhag goes, that's how widespread it's going to be. So, for example, the, um, the minhag of um, okay, nowadays we're all doing a minhag. We're doing a minhag that for the seven weeks in between Tisha B'av and, and Rosh Hashanah, we recite instead of saying Haftorah, which relates to the context of that week's parsha. Instead of that, we substitute that with a Haftorah that has from the Book of Yeshaya, which is comforting verses, right? Um, so that's a custom that's, as for, to the best of my knowledge, widespread amongst all communities of Jews, Sfardim, Ashkenazim, Teimanim, no difference at all. I don't, I'm not aware of any community that does not uh, do those hafteris. Um Now, we mentioned in the past, a few weeks ago actually, that... Um, That in the Rambam, he has the laws of prayer. And then at the back, at the end of the Sefer of the Book of Ava, he has what's called the order of prayers, which is sort of the Rambam Siddur, right? And there are a number of nuanced differences between the two. And basically, that seems to be the theme that um, in the book of, of, the, of the, you know, he's saying the laws. And then he adds nuances based on what the minhags are, minhagim are. So first of all, let's look at Kaddish the way it is in Halacha. Um, let's see. No. Okay, what's the previous? Let's find this. Here we go. Right? The order of... Oh, this is a mistake. The order of... Prayer, that's not what it says. The order of prayer is described. This is in chapter 9. The order of prayer is described by the Ramam in the previous chapter. This is the order of communal prayer, of prayer with the minion. And he says, In the morning, while all the people are sitting, the leader of the congregation descends before the ark in the midst of the people and recites Kaddish. Everyone responds with all their strengths. And then they also answer Amen at the end of Kaddish. Okay, so when the Rambam is introducing the bare bones, the halacha, what is Kaddish? He says that he's the, the Chazan says Kaddish, and everybody answers Amen Yeheshmei Rabba, and also we say Amen at the end of Kaddish. Let's look at that inside on page one fourteen, right? The first section of Kaddish starts with the Eskadal, right? That Hashem's name should be exalted and hallowed, hallowed. Um, yeah, and that finishes off with the imru amen, and let us say amen. So obviously we got to respond amen. And the Ramah adds that not only do you say amen, amen means that you're affirming what the Chazan just said that Hashem's great name should be exalted and hallowed and His established kingship, etc., etc. Um, you also add Yehesh Rabba Mivarach In other words, you don't just say yes, sir. 
you say you say what you're saying yes sir to. I'm saying yes, Hashem's name should be blessed forever and all eternity. Okay. Then the Chazan continues, Kaddish, until the end of Kaddish. What's the end of Kaddish in this context? The end of this page, right? We're not talking about page 115 because that's custom. The Ramam hasn't even mentioned it. You say, Amen, at the end of Kaddish, which is again a whole list of praisers, praises to Hashem. After which the Chazan says, yeah, Hashem should be blessed and, 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 and praised and glorified and, and exalted and exalted, da, 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 right? At the end of which the Chazan says, Imru amen, and let us say amen, to which we send, say amen. Again, look at that inside in the Rambam. When he says Kaddish, everybody responds with all the strength, amen, yehesh Rabba, And then they answer amen again at the end of Kaddish, both times when the Chazan says, Imru amen, let us say amen. The Chazan also respond, the, the congregation say Amen. So essentially, those two Amens, the Amen known as Amen Yehesh Meirabba, and the Amen which the Rambam is now referring to as the end of Kaddish, of the Amir Bi'oma, those, um, those, those, uh, those, uh, those Amens are, those are the two Amens which say Amen to the whole Kaddish. Kaddish are praises of Hashem. Those two Amens Responds to all of those praises on it, right? Why is it split into two? So actually, this is interesting. The Sharakoilul brings that if you count them, you'll see there's 10 different praises that are said here. Yiskadal, exalted, the Yiskada should be sanctified or hallowed. And then later, and then it's split, and then it says again, Yisbarech, Vishtabach, Vishpoir, Vishremam, Vishnasi, Vishadar, Vishala, Vishalo. So it's a total of 10 praises to Hashem, and those correspond to the Ten Commandments. And the reason why it's split into two is because just like with the Ten Commandments, the first two we heard directly from God and the other eight we heard through Moshe Rabbeinu. So to the Kaddish, we say Amen on the first two and we say Amen um, on the second eight separately. We split them into two, just like the Ten Commandments had that split of two and eight, right? Um, if you want also, I'll show you in the... Uh, uh, the, the, the one of the points I'm trying to emphasize here, and you'll see why this is so relevant soon, is that Amin Yehesh Meirabba is that Amin pertains to the whole first half of the Kaddish, right? Even though there are those additional Amins which we add in the middle, which we'll, we're going to get to. But in truth, the Amin Yehesh Meirabba pertains to the whole first half of that of this Kaddish, and the Amin of the Amin Bialma pertains to the whole second half. Let me show you that explicitly in the Alter Rebbe Shulchan Aruch. <coughs> This is in Al-Tarebbe Shachanach, chapter 56, Sif Dalet. The mitzvah of Kaddish is to hear the Shliach Tzibur recite Yiskadal, dot, dot, and to answer Amin Yehesh Meirabah, right? Um, okay, 
We're going to see this in more detail soon. But we already see from here that the Alter Rebbe says explicitly that the Amin that you're saying of Amin Yehesh Meirabah, that Amin pertains to the whole first half of Kaddish, even to the words Yiskad of Yiskadash Meirabah, which then get their own Amin, as we'll see soon. Okay? That is the extent of what the Ramam has to say about Kaddish in the laws of Hilchus Tfilah Parakhtes, chapter 9. Now, in the Rambam Siddur, well, like I said, he, um, he uh, how do you call it? He, um, you know what, well, let, let's get to the Rambam Siddur soon. Right. Then we have the additional sections of Kaddish, which again, vary between a Kaddish Darabonon and a Kaddish Shalim, Kaddish Tzkabal, Kaddish Yasin, but without, they're, they're all the same as far as this is concerned. Anything after that, the first, again, you have the primary Kaddish, which finishes with the word that Amiram Bialma Imru Amin. And then anything after that, which for our purposes, we're going to be using this Kaddish on page 114, 115. So those, we have additional sections. Those additional sections to the Kaddish are customary to add. Customary to add those sections to the Kaddish. And of course, the Amins on those sections are also customary, right? Where do you say Amin on those sections? Well, whenever the Chazan says, V'imru Amin, or let us say Amin, or, and say, it's not V'imru, it's sort of, it's, it's not, it's, it's almost, V'imru is really, in English, there's this thing, and let us say Amin. But the actual translation, as they say it here in the Siddur, is, and say Amin. In other words, the Chazan, the leader, is instructing the people listening to him, say Amin to what I've just said. So every time the Chazan, or whoever's saying Kaddish, says, V'imru Amin, say Amin, we all say Amen. Okay, that means we affirm what the Chazan has, what, what, what that line of Kaddish has just said. Okay. That's. And then, okay, then uh, you, you may have noticed yeah, that there's also an additional three Amens that we say, which we have not yet addressed. And those are within the first section of Kaddish. You have Yiskadal, Yiskadash, Shmei Rabbah, everybody says Amen. Then. We say v'yatzmach nusach svar then chabad and chesidim say v'yatzmach berkani v'karev mishichei that Hashem will hasten the coming of His Mashiach. So we add an additional amen over there, and then later on there's shmei dukut shabrichu, and again we respond amen, or in other communities they respond brichu. Um, those are an additional three responses. There's no difference as far as today's conversation. There's no difference between whether you say brichu or amen for that one, so let's just call it the extra three amens. Um, and um, and uh, those are the extra three. Now, it's interesting to note that those three do not are not preceded by an instructive v'imru amen. There's no instruction say amen. And if you look at the context, you'll see that it's kind of a... Um, it's kind of a... Uh, interjecting, it's like... You're saying amen on a phrase instead of on a sentence, right? Amen Yeheshmei Rabbah, from Yiskadal till Ve'imru Amen, where we say Yeheshmei Rabbah, that is one whole sentence. And like I showed you before in the, in, in the Rambam and in the Shulchan Aruch, that the Amen Yeheshmei Rabbah pertains to that whole section. In addition to that, we interrupt in middle of that sentence, whenever there's a phrase that we feel very passionately about, we interrupt and say an additional amen, which is not preceded with an instructive imru amen, but we scadal, we rabba, right away we sort of burst out amen, right? Before we get to the real amen for that for that phrase, which is later by amen yeshmei we right away we say amen. Same with v'yatzmach pokane, 
and same with Shmei Dukut Shabrich. Okay? Well, I'm just trying to give some flavor of why. I, I don't know why. I don't say anywhere why. That's the Minhag. Right? Um, I mean, maybe it does say somewhere why, but okay. Um, now, the, so, so this is how we answer Amen. Now, the question that we're coming to address is, well, which Amens are appropriate to say when you're at um, different sections of davening where you may not interrupt? So if I'm just listening to Kaddish and I'm with the minion, then obviously that's the place where you're supposed to say all the Amens. If you're in the middle of the Amidah, obviously, I think it's obvious, we don't say any Amens in the middle of the Amidah. Basically, there are two sections of prayer, of the prayer, which, for which, in which we don't interrupt with other, with other things other than prayer, and to varying degrees. One of them is the reading, the Shema, which goes together with the brachas, the blessings before and after the Shema. So from Baruch from the blessings before the Shema, right? Uh, this, this is true to Shachris and Mairif, but it's just simpler to think about it in Shachris. So from Shachris, that starts on page 39, all the way through just before the Amida, on page 45, right? Those are the Shema and its brachas. That's one section of davening where interruption is forbidden except for certain things which are really important to say, right? And then the previous section is called Psuk de Zimra, the verses of praise, which starts with Baruch Sha'amar, which um, is on page 30, all the way through page 38 after Yishtabach. That is Psuk de Zimra, the verses of praise, during which it's also forbidden to interrupt, but the severity um, of uh, not interrupting is lesser in Psuk de Zimra than it is in the bracha of the Shema. And if you go to the chart in the back of your Siddur, um, and you don't, you're lucky enough to have a Siddur that doesn't have a piece of tape covering the whole thing, um, you'll see that um, if you look at the top row of the, of, the, of the sort of the header row of the chart, you'll see one of them, one of the, one of the columns is headed with during Pesuke de Zimra, that's the third column in. And then there's another one which in my Siddur is covered um, well, it's not one. It, it's split into a few because there's details within that. But generically, the next bunch of columns are the blessings of the Shema. Yeah, it has between the paragraphs, in the paragraphs, the middle of the Shema, after the Shema. But in general, those are called, the, there's nuanced differences. But as a theme, those are all the same. And you can see very quickly that there is more room for interrupting um, during Tukit Zimra, there's more yeses on that row, uh, in that column of the chart, than there are in the columns that pertain to um, the blessings of Shema. Yeah, just for example, the second one on the, if you, if you look on the leftmost column, the second entry is Amin after most brachas. During Tukit Zimra, the answer is yes. And all those columns that pertain to different sections of the Shema and its brachas, the answer is no on that line, right? So, clear, right. again, what's the rule of thumb? without getting into all, all, all the nuances. The differences between a choiva, something which is mandatory, versus minhag, something which is customary, and a dover shebiktusha, something which is, can only be said with a minion. So something which is customary, we, we, we don't interrupt at all, during, even during the verses of praise. So for example, baruch baruch Say Baruch Hu Shema is customary. If you're with the minion, you absolutely should be saying Baruch Hu Shema. But if you're in the middle of the, the verses of praise, you don't interrupt Baruch Hu Shema because that's only customary. Whereas Amen is an obligation. And let's just see that inside because seeing things inside is always um, a good idea. 
just that piece, yeah? A after an ob it, it is an obligation to respond, I mean, after hearing a bracha, a blessing recited by another Jewish person, even if one is not obligated to say that blessing at all, right? So I hear you making a very priha eights on your apple, even though I'm not eating an apple, I still, there's an obligation for me to say amen. So therefore, because I have an obligation to say amen when I hear you say a bracha, if I hear somebody saying uh, an amen, a bracha during while I'm saying psukhi de zimra, the verses of praise, I say amen, right? Anything that is an obligation to do, I do in middle of psukhi de zimra. If it's merely a custom, then not in any way to uh, uh, sort of play down the importance of customs, but not during psukhi de zimra. During Shema, then we're really not allowed to interrupt. So we don't interrupt even for something which is an obligation, but we do interrupt for something which is a davash shabiktusha, for something which can only be said with a minion. So barcho, you don't say barcho when you're not with a minion. So barcho is a higher status. It's more than just an obligation. It's something which is a davash shabiktusha. Barcho, if you hear somebody saying barcho while you're in the blessings of Shema, you do respond. Um, kedusha, the kedusha that we say in the, in the repetition of the Amidah. Um, somebody getting an aliyah, the bracha before and after the aliyah, those brachas are brachas which you could only say with a minyan, and so those brachas, that's the Amin after Birch that's the third one down, on, if you look at the left column, the, the third entry is Amin after Birchat HaTorah, that means after Amin after somebody getting an aliyah, that's something which can only be said with a minyan, and therefore you, um, <coughs> you do say Amin after that, okay? So that's basically, the, again, enjoying the bracha, the Shema and its blessings we only interrupt for something which is a dovah shabbatusha, for something which can only be said with a minion. During Sukkot Zimra, we are lenient and we rely, um, we interrupt on anything that is an obligation, even if it is not a dovah shabbatusha. For example, amen on any bracha. I see we have to start getting the bigger bottle of orange juice, Baruch Hashem. Um, okay, so now, where it gets tricky is when you have within one, um, let's call it item, sections which are obligatory, sections which are even Dovah Shabbat and sections which are custom. So for example, I gave, before we got to Kaddish, Kedusha, right? Kedusha, the repetition of the Amidah, there's the Kedusha where we all stand together and we say Nakdishach and we say Kaddish Kaddish and we say Baruch Kuwait Hashem right? So there are the sections of the Kedusha, which like I said, Kedusha is something which you only say with a minion. So that would be even during the blessings of the Shema, um, you interrupt to that because that's a Dovah Shabbat Kedusha. But then there are the sections of Kedusha, which are customary. For example, those are, they're more obvious to see on Shabbos where we have a much more elaborated Kedusha and we talk about the angel standing on high and saying, where is Ayim Ten Kedusha? Yeah, the, 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 the describing the the, the 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 atmosphere of the angels saying Kaddish to God, right? That's all nice stuff, but that's not intrinsic to Kedusha. Intrinsic to Kedusha is, thus the, is just those verses which are the actual Kedusha. Kaddish, 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 Hashem Tzvayz Melech Alaretz Kvedei, Baruch Kvedei Hashem Mekaymai, and according to Tzal also the final verse, Yimlech Hashem Noelem Alekeich Tzino Devedei Hallelukah, those three verses, those are the essence of the Kedusha. All the rest is just the packaging. So the packaging, you don't say when you're in the middle of the Shema, and we'll see soon about Pesukah Zimra. So, again, the, the main focus of today's class is on Kaddish. Maybe we'll have another one on Kedusha. But, so when it comes to the Kaddish, we need to understand, okay, which Amens 
are the actual Amin of Kaddish. Um, which Amin are the actual Amins of Kaddish, uh, which are integral. And because Kaddish is something that's only said with a minion, you would say those Amins not only in Sukkot Zimra, but even in the Shema. And which Amins of Kaddish are lesser than that? So that's really the, 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 the today's mission. The exercise of today is to, to understand that. And um, once we're done, hopefully there'll be a bit of time to see, and uh, we've never get a chance to show, that um, there's a common mistake made in this regard, which has actually um, been eternalized in this chart. And the mistake comes from taking something without, under, from reading something or learning something without understanding the full context and therefore misinterpreting it. Okay, so let's go. Okay, before I continue, any, any questions or points that need clarification so far? All right, okay, we're doing well. Okay, so this is from the Alter Rebbe Shulchan Aruch. It's chapter 66. What stages one may, may or may not interrupt in the recitation of Shema and its blessings? And here, the Alter Rebbe says this. When one interrupts, I don't know why he translates that if, when, it should be when one interrupts his recitation to say Mayim. So you're in the middle of the Shema. The Chazan, um, the Chazan, uh, I thought you were protesting the no locks. The chazan who comes to the repetition where he says maidim, when the chazan says maidim during the repetition, we all respond. Let's call the maidim the rabbanon, the little shaded box, which has the, right? So that's, again, that's something which you could only say with a minion. So that's something which you would interrupt for even in the middle of the Shema. So the Alter Rebbe says, how do you do it? You should bow and recite just the words, but no more. For this will suffice to avert the impression that he den denies the one before whom his fellows are bowing and whom they are acknowledging. So when it comes to Maidim, it's important to participate because everybody's bowing and acknowledging Hashem. And if you would not do so, it would appear that you are um, denying that which everybody else is acknowledging but it's not necessary to say the whole paragraph. You just bow and you say those first three words, we acknowledge, we thank you, Hashem. Yes? This is if you're in the middle of the Shema or the blessings of the Shema. No, if you're in Sukkot or not. If you're in the verses of praise, you would say the whole Maidim according to Chabad. Yeah, we're talking here specifically in the Shema. Um, stand and bow, or just can you sit and bow? No, bow means standing. Standing. And yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. The, the, good question, Steve. Actually, it's it's the topic of a whole letter of the Rebbe, which I'm not sure if we're going to have time to address. But the bottom line, according to Chabad custom, is that you would say the whole text of Medim in the middle of verses of praise, but not during the Shema and its blessings. Okay. Now, if one interrupts. To his recitation to say Baruch Hu. again. Baruch Hu is something which is only said with a minion, so you would interrupt to say that in the, even in the middle of the Shema. So you should only say the words Baruch Hashem and Baruch Leilam Vod, 
but not the additional phrases Baruch Rishtabach. Now, probably most people here are not aware of this, but um, there is there is a custom that some people have that whenever you respond Baruch, you don't just say Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem, Baruch Leilam Vayed. There's a whole additional paragraph which starts with those words is Baruch Rishtabach. So the Alter Rebbe says, don't say that if you're in the middle of the Shema, because again, that's an addition, and that's the packaging, that's not the real thing, and therefore, yeah, and the key phrase over here, for its recitation is only a custom, okay? So anything that's only a custom, we don't say in the middle of the Shema. And as we said before, and we're going to see again, if something is only a custom, not only do we not say it in the middle of the Shema, we even don't say it in the middle of Pesuket Zimra. So even if it was your custom to say Yisbarich v'yishtabach every time you said Baruchu, every time you responded to Baruchu, then you would not say it in the middle of the verses of praise because it's only a custom, just like we don't say Baruchu v'aruch shemai. Baruchu v'aruch shemai is very important, but it's only a custom, and therefore you don't say Baruchu v'aruch shemai in Sukkot Zimra in the verses of praise. Yeah, oh, here we go, it's explicit. Even during Sukkot Zimra should not be interrupted for it, okay? So even though the Alter Rebbe is talking here about this, this Baruch V'yishtabach, which is not our custom to say, but it's a very important paragraph because the Alter Rebbe is giving us a principle that something whose recitation is only a custom, we don't interrupt for it even in the middle of Sukkot Zimra, and that applies to numerous other things, Baruch V'aruch and now what we have to try and narrow, zoom into is which sections of the Kaddish does that apply to? Okay, now going back to the Kaddish before we continue over here. Um, bum, bum. Okay, when we respond to the Kaddish, the, the first the, the first main response is Amin Yehishmei Rabbah. So our custom is that we say, That's our custom. Um, probably Bill's custom is to just say, without Yisbarich. Yes, correct? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Some people say a lot more than that. Some people have the entire congregation, this is the custom of many Sfardim, some other Chassidim, that the entire congregation say the rest of the Kaddish quietly to themselves, till Damir Biyoma. Right? Everybody responds. The whole next section of the bulk of the Kaddish, Tilda Amir which the Chazan or whoever saying Kaddish says, everybody says that um, as a um, as a uh, uh, as part of the response to Amin Yehishmei Now, according to those, a very important distinction, according to those who say that, who say that whole action, that, that the entire congregation says that whole piece, Right? They're not saying it's a custom. They're saying that's the integral part of Kaddish that you're supposed to answer. All right, now look what the Alter Rebbe says about that. If one interrupts to respond to Kaddish, you should say from Amin Yehesh until the Yisparach inclusive, after which you should merely listen to the Shliach Tibur until he has said the Imru Amin at the end and respond Amin as explained in section 56. There is a difference of opinion as to whether one is obligated to recite the entire text beyond Yisbarich, right, which I just explained, one should therefore not interrupt by saying it at a stage when one may not in, may make an interruption. Therefore, the word Yisbarich itself should, okay, right. So, okay, from Tiskabel onward, right, which is the, the section on page 115, which is like we explained, 
the additional sections of the the added on section of Kaddish from this Kabbalah onward, but should not respond Amen for the recitation of these clauses as merely a custom. And needless to say that those who have a custom to recite the verse of Atta Yigdola, right, which again is not a common practice today, um, should not interrupt the recitation by saying it. So what Alter Rebbe has added over here is that not only do we not interrupt for a custom, like he said before, even something which according to some opinions is an obligation, right? You still don't say it because there are other opinions that it's not an obligation, right? There's a difference of the opinion as to whether it's one is obligated to recite the entire text of Kaddish. It's not our custom to do so ever. Even we don't we don't do that even when we're in a place where you do interrupt, right? Even if you just listen to Kaddish and you uh, you're you're holding together with the minion, we still only say Yehesh Rabba till Yisparich. We don't say the whole thing. But those who do say it, they hold possibly there's an obligation to say it, and yet we don't interrupt to that in the middle of the blessings of the Shema. And then of course you don't say the Amins from Tiskabel and Ahmed. So what emerges from here is, looking back at the Kaddish, um, is that the first half of Kaddish, you have the two, the two, let's call them major responses. That's one. And the Amin at the very end of this page, those two you interrupt for even the middle of the Shema, because those are, not only are they obligations to answer them, they are Dovisha Bikdusha, they are something which is only said with a minion, and they are absolute obligations to say, and therefore we interrupt for them even in the middle of the Shema. And then you have all the other Amins after that, um, etc., all those other Oysa Shalom all of those which with Al-Turabi says here, those are only customs, and those you don't interrupt, you don't interrupt to them in the middle of the of the Shema, and um, again, you don't interrupt to them in the middle of the verses of praise either, because they are merely a custom. Now, the question is, what about, there's another three Amins, there's another three Amins which al didn't speak about. The Amin of Yiskad, of Yiskad, Shmei Rabbah, Amen, right? That's one. The Yasmach Bukhani Vikariv Mashikhe. Amen, that's two. And Shmei the Kutchabrichu. That's three. Another Amen over there. What about those three? Are those obligations? Are those costs? How do they how do they how do they fit in? So the truth is that these are merely um, they're even sort of lesser customs than the Amin of from Tiskabil and onward. Right, um, of those three, there is only one that is even mentioned at all by the Alter Rebbe in Shukhanar, right? Um, and that is the Brichu. And basically, it's a very interesting thing. Um, there's two ways how to read this this phrase, right? Let's look in the Siddur again a second, right? Yisbarich v'yistabach v'yispoir, right? All eight different phrases praising Hashem. All, all of these adorn and Lord should be the name Shemei, the name, the Kudsha. So there's two ways to translate the next few lines. You could translate it as Shemei the Kudsha Brichu, the name of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Kudsha Brichu would be HaKadosh Baruch Hu in Aramaic. So it's the whole HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the Holy One, Blessed Be He, right? So the name of the Holy One, Blessed Be He should be all these things. So that, so, so according to that reading of it, Brichu is the is a comma, 
and that's why there's a custom to say Amen over there. And then it continues that above and beyond any other blessings and praises and consolations, etc., that are said in the universe, that are uttered in the world, right? So that's one way of reading it. And that way you would put the comma after the word brichu. And that is the common, that is the Chabad custom, that is the Ashkenazi custom, that is the uh, Sfarad, that is the, the, the most common practice that anybody here has ever observed, whether governing in this shul or other shuls in Chicago, that's you would, what you would observe. But there is another way to read it. The other way to read it is that you put the comma two words earlier. And it would be, um, yeah, Isparach is Hadravi, is Alavi, is Halal Shemei the Kudsha, the holy name, period, comma. Right? The holy name should be exalted. And then, He is blessed beyond all other blessings that are uttered in the world. Right? You understand the two, the two different options of where to put the comma over there? Now, if you daven in Chesidah Shashtibol in Williamsburg, or in Borough Park, whatever, you, you, you will often come across people who read it that way. And they'll say, uh, there are people who say whose custom is to say Kaddish that way. So that the Alter Rebbe addresses, and you know what? Let's just see it inside. It's in the chapter fifty-six. Um, yeah. In some places, it is customary to respond Amen afterwards. Brichu is thus seen as a continuation of a phrase which begins the Kudsha. And which is the Aramaic translation of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the Holy One, Blessed Be He. In these countries, however, no interruption is made between Brichu, Le'elam and Kabbalah And this Yushmei, the Kutcha, is the conclusion of the statement of Brichu, Le'elam begins in a separate concept. So the, the, the Rebbe is saying here is that there are those communities, which is, happens to be what we do here today, that we put the comma after Brichu, and therefore it makes sense to say Amen over there, or Brichu, whatever, right? But there are those communities, and now the Rebbe says, in these countries, right? So in the in the time and place of Alter Rebbe, the custom was to say, to put the karma earlier, Shmei the Kudsha, and then Brichol the Elam Kal Asa, and therefore an Amen was not said. Okay? So here we have a custom that is a custom of some places. Alter Rebbe mentions it. And so it goes without, at this point, it should go with, with, to all of us without saying that you don't respond, that Amen of Brichol, you don't respond in the middle of Pesukah de Zimro, the, the Shema. Because the Amen, it's a good Madach, yeah? If the Amen for the last section of Kaddish, you don't say them because they're only a custom. Well, that's a, that's a widely accepted custom. Then certainly this Amen of Brichol, which the Alter Rebbe says is a custom which some people have, which only some people have, Certainly, you wouldn't say that amen in in the middle of the verses of praise, right? Everyone follow that that logic? Okay. Now, the other two amens which we're talking about are not even mentioned at all by the Alter Rebbe in Shulchan Aruch. Yiskadal Rabba, amen. That amen the Alter Rebbe doesn't mention ever in Shulchan Aruch. Not mentioned. Not as a law. Not as a custom. Not as a custom of some communities. Nothing. It doesn't doesn't appear at all. Right. The Yatzmach Purkani Vikar also doesn't appear, which is not surprising because the Alter Rebbe Shulchan Aruch is written according to Minhag Ashkenaz, which don't say the Yatzmach Purkani. Right? So 
if we don't say we ask Machmachani Mikara Mashiach, then certainly you don't say Amin to it because you don't say it, right? Um, but here, so what's the source to say Amin over there? So look, here we have the Rambam. Before I showed you the Rambam, the Halacha, the Hilchas Tfilah of the Rambam, where he says, you say Amin Yeshmei Rabbah, and you say Amin of the Amiram Biyom of Yemrami. But in the Rambam Siddur, where he focuses on custom, now he's talking about the text of the Kaddish, the text of Kaddish, which is customary to say. And there he adds in that when the Chazan says, the entire congregation should say Amen, right? So here we have the Rambam adding in that first Amen, which we know about, Shmei Rabba Amen. The Chazan adds that in. The, the Rambam adds that in in his Siddur. But then, um, but, but when he says, there's no Amen. The Rambam doesn't say Vyatzmach. Look over here, it's not translated here in English, but look over here, yeah. Okay, the text later is a little bit different, but the Rambam's, you know, the long Kaddish, which some people say at a seum, sometimes it's said at a, at a funeral. So that, the Rambam said, that's the Rambam standard Kaddish, right? But uh, he ha- he adds in here the words, and there's no mention of a main. So the Rambam, who's, pract- who's basically the source of saying the Yatzmach he doesn't even say Amen at all, right? So that's an even later custom. He does say, he does say the Amen after Shmei Rabba, but the Alter Rebbe doesn't bring that. So even though it is our custom, but it's not brought in the Alter Rebbe Shachanach. And so what emerges from all of this is that we have, we have the, the, the primary Amens of the Kaddish, Yehei Shmei Rabba and Amiram Amen. Then we have amins of the, sec- the the latter section, the latter section of Kaddish, Skabel, etc., which are only customary and for those we don't interrupt in the middle of the Shema or even in the middle of the verses of phrase. And then we have these three extra amins, Yiskadel, Yiskadosh, Meirabo, Amen, Riyatzmachukani, Amen, and Shmei Fushabrichu, Amen. Those three amins, which are even lesser customs, and certainly, certainly, you don't interrupt to them. In middle of the Shema, or middle, or middle of the verses of praise, so even in the middle of Sukkot Zimra, right? And so, question: When you're in the middle of Sukkot Zimra, which um, what do you answer to Kaddish? What should be the answer? Yesh and Those two. Do you agree with me, Steve? So far, middle of the verses. Those are the two which are the primary ones. The ones after that are all customary. And the extra three on before that are, are even less than customary. The Alter Rebbe doesn't even mention them. Only one of them he mentions is a custom that some people have, right? So certainly we don't say any of those, right? Now, if you look, so that's the halacha, that's the way it should be. Now, if you look at the chart at the back of your siddur, you'll see there's a mistake in this. And... They've basically made, if you look in the, in, the, in the leftmost column of the chart, they have two installments for Kaddish. Amen on the first half of Kaddish and Amen in the second half of Kaddish. Right? And um, you'll see that, for example, during Sukkot Zimra, it says, yes, you say all the Amens on the first half of Kaddish. They have somehow... Um, uh, they, they, they've combined, they've, they've said, the, the, the way no longer alive, the, the rabbi Edelman who made this chart, um, he, um, 
<coughs> he says, yes, during Sukkot Zimra, you could say all the Amins on the first half of Kaddish. What's going on over here? What, how, how, that's very different than what we've been saying. Now, if you look in Sefer Minhagim, which is a book which was compiled by the Rebbe's instructions and the Rebbe heavily edited it, um, of Chabad Customs, it was printed in the 1960s, I believe. And it's also translated into English. It's here in the library, but I'll just read to you a few lines from the English translation of Sefer Minhagim. If one is reading Sukkot Zimra and the Shliach Tibur is about to say Kedusha, or Maidim, or Kaddish. So then one interrupts one's prayers to recite the whole Kedusha, including the passages that are added on Shabbos and Yom Tif, at both Shachris and Musaf. One likewise interrupts oneself to say Maidim, but not to respond Amin from Tiskabal and onwards. So it says here that you don't say Amin from Tiskabal and onwards during Sukkot Zimra. And so reading these two lines, whoever was compiling this chart said, Oh, you don't say the sec- omens of the second half of Kaddish. But you do say the omens of the first half of Kaddish. And so, he again made this erroneous conclusion that all the omens of the first half of Kaddish are equal. But in fact, like we've demonstrated, they are not. Now, wh- how did he make this mistake? Right? So, so, so this, this section of the Sefer Minhagim is actually an excerpt of a letter from the Rebbe, where... It's a published letter, it's in, uh, I think, in volume three of the Rabbit Letters of Igus Kodesh. And the clock is running against us here, so we have to summarize this. But basically, the Rebbe focuses on a section in the Alter Rebbe Siddur, which also addresses the laws of interruption. And in that section of the Siddur, uh, one second. Yeah. The, the, the Al-Tarebbe talks about three different types of interruptions, similar to, similar to what we saw in Shulchan Aruch before. Moedim, the responsive Moedim, Kedusha, not the main text of Kedusha, all the packaging that we said, you know, during the week, it's just the first line, like Dishach and then and, 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 and the Masam B'Shab Chimim, but on Shabbos, there's the lengthy, the elaborate Kedusha that we say, which has all the, the, the packaging, right? And to Skabel for the final half, Amin mit Skabel Ve'elach, Amin to this, let's call it, like he does, Amin to the second half of Kaddish. The Alter Rebbe is talking in one paragraph about those three interruptions. And what it says explicitly is that you don't interrupt to them in the middle of the Shema. That's what the Rebbe says in the Siddur. Now, based on the context and the nuanced wording of the, what, what the Rebbe says, the Rebbe says that it's implicit from here that the same applies for the verses of praise. That during Sukkot Zimra, you also would not interrupt for those three things. Even though the Alter Rebbe in that section happens to be talking about when you're in the middle of the Shema, those very same three interruptions, you would not interrupt in the middle of Sukkot Zimri. You would not say the whole text of Noidim, you would only say the first three words. You would not say all the packaging of the Kedusha, you would just say the primary three verses, Kaddish, 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 Baruch, Kvayit, Hashem, Kaimai, and Yimloich, those three verses. 
and you would not say the omens for the second half of Kaddish, right? That's what the, the Rebbe sort of builds that based on the wording and it goes a few paragraphs explaining how that is implicit from the Alter Rebbe's wording. Then the Rebbe finishes off, however, I asked, I discussed this with the Friedrich Rebbe, with my father, and all this letter is written during the lifetime of the previous Rebbe, and he told me, no, only two of those three are correct. Oh, sorry, only one of those three is correct. With regards to Amin for the second half of Kaddish, namely Amin from Tiskabul and onward in his words, um, you're correct, that the, that would be equal, that Sukkot that, Zimra, that, the verses of praise, is the same as the Shema. So just like you don't say them in the Shema, you don't say them in Sukkot uh, Zimra. But for the other two, the entire text of Moedim, of the response of Moedim, and the entire text of the Shabbos Kedusha, you do say them during the, the during the Sukkot Zimra. So even though the Rebbe has, says the implication of the Alter Rebbe's words is not that, that way, in fact, I discussed it with the Friedrich Rebbe, and that's what he clarified to me, that that is the halach, right? And so, if you look at the the chart, does anybody have here a chart without covering the tape that I could just reference? Okay, here, yeah, no. All right, if you look at the chart, um, so if you look at, um, um, on the leftmost column, right, there's one of the entries is called Kedusha, right? And if you go to the third column where it says during Sukkot Zimra, it just says, yes, you say Kedusha during Sukkot Zimra. Even though, like the Rebbe points out, the implication of the Alter Rebbe would be that you would only say during Sukkot Zimra, you would only say the three primary verses of Kedusha, not the entire text, let's say, of the Shabbos Kedusha. But in fact, the Friedrich Rebbe said, no, we say we do say the whole Kedusha, the entire text of Kedusha during Sukkot Zimra. So that's why you have a simple yes in that box of the chart. Yes? Now, look one line down, Moidim, right? So there are sections where it says you only say the word Moidim and Achnalach, only the first three words. But during Pesukah de Zimra, you say, yes, you say the whole Moidim. Again, that's not the implication of the Alter Rebbe Siddur, but that is what the Friedrich Rebbe told the Rebbe in practice, that we do say the whole Moidim during Pesukah de Zimra. But, but remember, what, did the, what, what was the Rebbe talking about? There's three things that the Alter Rebbe is talking about in that section of the Siddur. Moidim, the entire text of Kedusha, and Amin from Tiskabel and onward, right? So, and now the Rebbe has to clarify that the Friedrich Rebbe said that I'm wrong about the two, but about the one, I'm right. That that one thing of saying Tiskabel and onward remains as I had um, initially suggested, that, uh, as the Rebbe initially suggested, that Amin from Tiskabel and onward, you don't say during, during Sukkot Zimra, right? So if you look on the chart, one line above that, Amen for the second half. Okay, so Amen for the second half of Kaddish. It says no, you don't say it during Sukkot de Zimra, right? Those are three things. Those three, three, those three entries on the left column. Amen of the second half of Kaddish, Kedusha and Moedim. The Rebbe says they should all be the same during the Sukkot de Zimra. But yet the Friedrich Rebbe clarified not that Amen after the second half of Kaddish we don't say, but the other two things we do say, right? Now understanding that history, that context to what to, to the letter of the Rebbe, they took out one one they took out that paragraph of the letter and, and, and published it in Sefer Minhagim. And again, let me read it to you to, to you again. If one is reading Sukkot Zimra and the Shliach Tibur is about to say Kedusha or Maidim or Kaddish, 
one does interrupt one's prayer to read the whole Kedusha, including the passages that are added on Shabbos and Yom Tif at both Shachris and Musaf, right, in accordance with the Friedrich Rebbe's directive. One likewise interrupts oneself to say Moedim, but not to respond Amin from Tiskabal and onwards for the second half of Kaddish. Why is it so important for the Rebbe to add the, those few lines? Because again, my point of departure was that the Alter Rebbe Siddur implies that those three are identical. The Friedrich Rebbe said not that way. So it's important for the Rebbe to add that even though the Friedrich Rebbe is saying, don't follow the implication of the Alter Rebbe for those two things of Moedim and Kedusha. Even though the Alter Rebbe Siddur implies that you don't say the Imsukhati Zimra, nevertheless, in fact, our custom is that we do say the Imsukhati Zimra. For Amin of Tiskabel, there, the Rebbe Im, Im hastens to add, do not respond it. Do follow the simple implication of the Alter Rebbe Siddur that you say Amin from Tiskabel and onward. Is everybody with me so far? Okay, now based on that understanding, now that you've seen, yeah, we've seen the whole context. Does the is there any implication over here from these words amin from Tiskabel and onward that you do say all the amins before Tiskabel? The amins before Tiskabel again, not the, the customary amins of Bricho and Viyats Machrukani and Shmei Rabba, those were never on the on the discussion table. Like obviously you don't say them. Those are much like we demonstrated from the Alter Rebbe Shulchan Aruch. Those are much lesser customs and. If you don't say Amin for the second half of Kaddish during Pesukah de Zimra, then how much more so certainly don't you say those three Amins during Pesukah de Zimra? Right? When the Rebbe says don't say Amin from Tiskabel and onward over here, it doesn't mean to imply that you do say all the Amins before Tiskabel. It's, it, the, again, the words from Tiskabel and onwards are the words of the, Alter, of the Alter Rebbe. And he's just saying that even though I've told you not to act in accordance with the Alter Rebbe Siddur as far as those two things are concerned, but the third thing that the Alter Rebbe is talking about in that very paragraph concerning that thing, we do act in accordance with the Alter Rebbe Siddur, that you don't say these amins during Pesukah de Zimra. But there's no implication whatsoever that therefore you should say the amins, the, the customary amins of the first half of Kaddish. Right? And so that entry in this chart was a, a mistaken entry based on a cursory reading of this section of Seifam and Hagim without doing a little bit of a deep dive to see what the context of the conversation was. And therefore he, again, erroneously deduced from there that all amins of the first half of Kaddish are equal. But as we have, um, I, I believe, uh, um, demonstrated that no, there's, there's amins which are obligatory, which are Amin Yeheshmi Rabba and Damir Biyomavim Amin, and those Amins you basically always answer unless you're in the middle of the Amido or a couple of other nuances, right? And all the Amins of all the other Amins of Kaddish, including the extra three Amins of the first half of Kaddish, are merely customs. Some of them are strong customs, some of them are lesser customs, but they're all varying degree of customs. And as we saw explicitly in Alter Rebbe anything which is custom, we don't say in middle of Pesukah de Zimra. And therefore, um, uh, yeah, and therefore that, that, that's the, that's the Halakha Lamaisa, certainly the Min Kabbat. According to other communities, there is, there's various opinions, as Rameh Shafanshin, Rameh Shafanshin, there's nuances about that, but certainly, um, certainly according to Chabad, that would be the, the, the final ruling. And um, this was a, a, a topic of a great, uh, big polemic 
in a big polemic. It was a polemic in the Chabad uh, journals at the time that this chart was originally published, where a rabbi by the name of Rabbi Yoav Wemberg wrote a book called Hefzik the Filler. This is the second edition of it. Um, and um, he points out to quite a number of mistakes in this chart, actually. Um, uh, but pa- this is probably the... Uh, we've, we've discussed one of them in the past about Yishabach. But this is one of the important mistakes in this chart. And um, I, I'm not even sure if Rabbi Edelman was still alive when this... Uh, when this whole thing was going on. Uh, he passed away in, um, I was at his funeral, he passed away in 2006. Um, we, he's actually a brother of, uh, if you know, Mrs. Gurevich uh, from the Levan Hood, Baruch Gurevich's wife. So it's, it's, her, it's her brother. Um, but uh, be that as it may, it's a little bit surprising or unfortunate, whatever the word is that they, after all these years, they, they haven't updated the chart to um, amend the various the various things. But, but 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 I think it was during that period of the, you know, when it was riding on back, it was pretty much, even those who originally disagreed, once as the to and fro in the, in the journals that these were published in progressed, everybody came to agree that this was, uh, this was, Obviously, it wasn't just, it became obvious that this is the pshat and that that was a mistaken reading of it. Um, <clears throat> and that remains aloha. I'll just note one more thing that the Rebbe points out, um, which is interesting, and that is about saying brich shmei and v'zeis ha right? That brich shmei is also not, actually not mentioned, I don't think, I don't know if it's mentioned in the Altar, but brich shmei is al We say that every time we take out the Torah. And there is... We, our custom is that we say it every time we take out the Torah, we say Brich Shmei. But there are different opinions as to when, you're, when is the primary time to say it. Some say you're supposed to say it um, primarily Shabbos morning. Some say you're supposed to say it primarily Shabbos afternoon. Um, in practice, we say it at all times. But the rabbi says that it, as important as it is, um, even especially on Shabbos, when Al-Pikabala, it's really, really important to say that. Nevertheless, because it's not something which is mentioned by the Alter Rebbe in Shulchan Aruch, we don't interrupt for it. Um, so if you're not with him, if you're, if you're behind, if you're in the middle of the Shema or the Pesukah de Zimra, you don't say, <clears throat> you don't say all of those sections uh, um, of the opening of the Ark. Um, you don't say those sections. Um, yeah. Any, any questions or clarifications? It, it would be nice, rather than to have an inaccurate chart, back the sitter, someone would publish it using like bolding and underlying and color coding all of these rules. Right. So, so uh, the problem, uh, yes, the challenge with that is that um, the rules are very intricate and there's a, there, there are, there, there's a lot of nuance. I, I'll give you an example, which was a chiddush to me. Well, this is called the ones where I don't have to get lashes. Oh, you're, you're going to get lashes on it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but, but 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 essentially, I think that I actually because because he in this book he published um, he published kind of an updated chart which is more intricate. Part of part of the challenge is that with, the, with what he tried to do is that as much as possible he tried. I know you'll laugh at me, but as much as possible he tried to make it simple, right? Um, but by making it simple, there's some confusion. Um, so um, I actually asked Rabbi Lemberg if he would mind if I translated his updated charts into English. Um, and 
he gave me he didn't give me the okay to publish it, but he said if you're just doing it for your shul, your chabad house, that's fine. Um, I haven't done it yet just because I haven't had the time or you know to do it. Um, but essentially, I, I think the, the the real way forward, the, the best way forward is to 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 remember to understand the the concepts, to understand the the the, the way it's uh, constructed, because. Because if every time you're going to be flipping back to the chart, then like you said, it becomes tedious. Whereas if you understand, this is Sukkot Zimra, this is Berches Krishma, this is the Amida, this is Smichas Kulol There's five five different principles of interruption to remember, and then remember, you know, custom obligation, Dovashipiktusha. Then more or less everything falls into place, and then once in a while you have to consult the chart. So um, it's, it's probably more difficult for people who didn't grow up with they're not so familiar with the Hebrew words, etc. But 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 color coding comes very difficult. Let me give you an example. There is a there is something called smichas ulul which means that you're not allowed to interrupt. It's more strong by shachris. You don't interrupt between Gal Yisrael and the Amida. Gal Yisrael is the last two words before the Amida. Redeem of Israel, um, right? Um, if you look at the charts um, on the second page, uh, yeah, the, the, the fourth column on the second page, it says between Gal Yisrael and the Amida, right? And if you scroll down that column, you'll see that pretty much everything is no, right? Because that is very, um, everything is no, put on the Seder Brachat, that's, yeah. But as far as interruptions for responding to anything, that's basically equal to being in the middle of the Amida. No, 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 you don't interrupt for anything because the obligation to juxtapose the words Gal Yisrael to the Amida overrides any other obligation to respond, Baruch Kadesh, Rabba, any, any obligatory response is overridden by the obligation to juxtapose Gal Yisrael to the Amida, right? So that's why the whole thing is wrong. However, he doesn't say this here, but let me show you something very interesting. I just need to find the source, give me a moment. Class, you, you officially dismissed. Class is over. I'm just. Uh, <laughs> uh, so should Alexis base? Yeah. Let's look. If I don't remember, if I open the tab here. Let's find the. Uh, this is here. No. Let's find this in the other. Right? There's a whole chapter, the laws relating the, to the link between Gal Yisrael and Naamida, right? So the Alter Rebbe says, there is an authority who maintains that one is not required to, the, to link the blessing to Gal Yisrael to Shemun Asra on Shabbos. The rationale is that the sages derive the requirement to make this linkage from the fact that it is first written um, may the words of my mouth be acceptable to you, and then afterwards it says that may Hashem answer you on a day of distress, so since Shabbos is not a distress, you don't have to juxtapose Gal Yisrael to the Amida. In this context, festivals are considered as weekdays because they are days of judgment, da -da 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 -da, right? And the Altarebbe says one should not rely on this reasoning except in place where it is necessary to do so, right? So there is an opinion that on Shabbos you don't need to juxtapose Gal Yisrael to the Amida, and you should only rely on this when it's necessary to do so. When is it necessary to do so? So the Paskim say, and this is brought, for example, by Reb Chaim Noyeng, Shulchan, who is a very well-respected Chabad Pesach, who we've mentioned in the past, yeah? He says that 
those things which are adovashabiktusha, those things which are uh, um, things that are only said with a minion, with a minion that are the highest uh, level of obligation, like Kaddish, Baruch Kedusha, etc. You would say them um, between Gal Yisrael and um, and and the Amida on Shabbos, because that would be a time when it's necessary to rely on this opinion. So, to be totally accurate, there should be two columns over here. There should be between Gal between Gal Yisrael the Amida. On all other times, on the weekday or on, on the Pesach, on the Yom Tif, and another column which says between Gal Yisrael and the Amida on Shabbos, and then it's going to be more lenient, right? So that's that's something which, if you're going to, that's just an example. There's not many examples like this. That's an example of something which is basically impossible to transmit with color coding things. But, but in that, yeah, if you're trying to incorporate that into one chart, that it complicates things. But in the sitter, the davening for Shabbos is separate from the davening for the week, weekday. So why couldn't you indicate it in, in the Siddur of Shabbos? <clears throat> That's what I'm saying. Uh -huh. Because it, actually, you know, oh, I got, I'm getting the finger, the good finger. Yeah, just a second, stop recording. A finger? A finger. 